Hi, I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. Olivia's mad about something. We don't know what. But welcome to the Jackson Cloud. We're going to go ahead and continue onwards and forwards. Towards the end of Genesis, we might even skip a chapter today because we got like a genealogy and everything. So, Wait, isn't it supposed to be onwards and upwards? Yeah, yep. I'm afraid to do this episode. Maybe we should just scratch it. We'll skip chapters and episodes because Olivia is scary today. Would you just look at whatever camera that I I don't choose? Is that what's happening? Okay, all right. Where's the where's the button? I'm putting it on random. Here we go. We are coming towards the end of Jacob's journey, sort of. Uh, now we're getting towards Joseph's journey, but it's going to go a little bit back and forth for a little bit. I remember that play. J- Joseph's journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. So in our last walking dead episode, Jacob's family lost their mind. Like it was just like, wait, how is this a walking dead episode? There's this episode. So in the comics, there's this moment where Rick runs into the evil that is Negan and things get dark. In the TV show, Rick runs into the evil that is Negan and Rick becomes super evil from the get-go and goes and, like, finds a little bit of a threat and, like, their team murders everybody. And that's kind of what the last episode was. Granted, a horrible evil happened, a horrible Negan-type thing happened, the bad guy... Um, but then Rick's posse, Jacob's posse, responded also with great evil. They kill everyone, they take everyone as slaves, and then they leave the area. Now, that's a little nerve-wracking. How long are you going to go up with this shtick here? This I don't is- know. <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking. Anyone just listening to the podcast of this right now? So like, confused. What is going on with her? You have to watch the video, I guess. She's just staring evilly at the cameras. What was I talking about? Jacob, Rick's, yes. Walking Dead, yeah. killing everyone. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they've just evil has escalated like crazy. You think people are going to hear about that? Yeah. You think people are going to know that Rick well, went out and, I if, mean, Jacob I mean, went if, out and... If they left any survivors, yes. Well, just in general. The town next door is gone. But if there's no survivors, they wouldn't know. Well, so Jacob's posse was pretty big. You probably saw or heard the news of him moving into town. And now the town that they moved into is wiped out. Like, obviously there's going to... It's going to be some repercussions. Um, Maybe. Well, that's exactly what Jacob is afraid of. He's like, you, he tells his sons, you've made me stink to everyone now. Now what's, what's going to happen? So God tells, uh, first off, God is not happy with any of this. And they're actually going to eventually face repercussions for, for what they've done. But God has promised to Jacob that his descendants will inherit this land and so God calls Jacob further into that promise that he's called him to. So he tells him to go to Bethel and dwell there, to make an altar there. 
when he fled from Esau. So this is a place with the ladder where the angels, it's still going on. I'm angels just were that ascending there. and descending. You are so distracting. Silence has never been more distracting. Stop it, Olivia. You're hurting the people. Not stopping. Okay, and no. so, and so, um, she <laughs> switched cameras now that it's not doing it. And so they, funny. they, they go to Bethel, and there Jacob tells everyone that they need to get rid of their foreign gods. Who do you think that we're talking about? What are we talking about when uh, he gives everyone this heads up? I'm not going to ask Olivia because. She's not saying anything today, but Casey? When they ask about their foreign gods? Well, Jacob is getting ready to kind of like meet God over this covenant. God has provided Jacob safety across all the lands of other people. It says that uh, the terror of the Lord came on everyone as though like God in some way protected Jacob from being attacked, things like that. So now they show up to this sacred spot to meet with God where he's met with God before. And there God says, uh, well, there Jacob gets rid of, tells his whole family, get rid of your foreign gods. What are the foreign gods? Isn't it like the house gods? So you're thinking of the episode that we did on the um, teraphim, right? right. Uh, but what did we propose those could have also been? Part of the... Like, ancient pictures on the wall type things. Yeah, so it could be the teraphim. It could be the little statues of probably dead family members that they had. Because uh, anybody in the spirit realm could be blanket word called a god. So it could be that. Um, but in this case... Some commentaries would propose maybe it's not the teraphim because it's possible that those weren't by nature meant to be something bad but became something bad um, when they were worshipped by later people. It could have just been a um, all the loot that they just took from the place that they just raided. Right. Livia, thoughts? Are you just waiting for me to ask you for thoughts? Like, no. Oh, her first she word. Speaks. She's alive. Technically, she'd say her name too. By the way. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um. So they they move forward from there. They bury all the foreign gods and the rings that were in their ears. So clearly, there was something kind of pagan about their jewelry as well. Uh, they hide it under the terebinth tree. Wait, that rings was... in their ears? So they had earrings? Yeah. Pagan it... earrings. It was something that was probably in some way connected to... How are, how are earrings pagan? Well, for us, well, not... they're not, but... It, it, not all earrings. It's just these are pagan earrings. These are probably in some way something connected to something religious or... So you know how people will wear, like, cross earrings... Or it's probably like an equivalent of that, but instead of the cross, a pagan symbol of Yeah, it, so it could be a symbol, right? Or 
Uh, could be something connected to thinking magically that, you know, there were always these thoughts of like magical amulets and necklaces that ancient people would wear and whatnot. So one way or another, it's probably this discernment that these belong with these false gods that we've all picked up. So he's telling his whole family, get rid of it. They then bury it under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. Terebinth trees, we've done a whole episode on this, but there was a time in the Bible where God tended to show up around sacred sites by trees, and then those became sacrilegious over time. Just like with the teraphim, the little statues that were more or less supposed to be like pictures on the wall of your your loved ones who had passed. Those may have started as okay, but then became idols of worship that they weren't intended to be over time. Whatever the case may be, they bury all this under the terebinth tree um, as a way of perhaps turning it over to God. Now they're only going to follow Yahweh. They're only going to commit their life to them. So they're protected on their journey. They get to Bethel. Uh, and then after some of this, God appears to Jacob at that sacred space. And God says uh, much of the things that he said before. He says, your name is Jacob. No longer uh, shall your name be Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Remember what Israel means? God strives. Yes, God wrestles, God strives, God struggles. Uh, with this nation. Has that not been the case? <laughs> like, we've done a whole episode. I know we've already said that. But we just struggled with Israel, and and that was followed by what story? <laughs> a horrible story of all kinds of atrocities in our last episode. Right. You, you meet God face to face, you wrestle with him, and then your family goes on to still do, like hey, we haven't even hit the peak of how capable we are of evil. <laughs> you know? So uh, God is telling him, you know, your name is Israel. Like, what a time to say that. I mean, the, God, Jacob actually had them, like, clean them, purify themselves, change their garments before they got to this sacred place. Why? Maybe just because of sacred space, that was a thing you did around sacred space, but also maybe because there's blood all over it, you know, they just murdered all these people. Like, there could be, like, wash your sin off your clothes, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, it, it could be that that recently connected. Um, but then God tells to Jacob, I'm God Almighty, be fruitful, multiply. Where have we heard that before? original promise the original promise going all the way back to eden right mm -hmm. fill the whole earth with the image of god also goes to noah we covered it there after god wipes out the earth to noah he says be fruitful and multiply and now to jacob who has the promise that he's going to be fruitful and multiply and have lots of descendants who will fill the land and at this point i feel like he's fulfilled that that promise pretty well with well, yeah, he's got, you know, 12, 12 11, kids yeah. and, and, well, at least 12 male kids. We're even going to see that he does have daughters. That's going to come up here soon, too. Um, but then he's also, he owns slaves and things like that. So depending on how large his entire group is, it's probably quite up there. But as far as filling the whole land of Canaan, we're not there yet, right? Right. 
Um, a nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, and I will give the land to your offspring after you. So, and then it says, then God went up from him in the place where he had spoken with him. So again, I'm thinking this is the angel of Yahweh, the angel of the Lord, who is God and shows up often to communicate straight to people Wait, as I God. have a question there. Yeah. So it says the land of Abraham, Isaac. Hmm. So who owns it currently? Well, so the Canaanites are still in the land of Canaan. But Abraham is... Abraham and Jacob have both kind of like earned little plots of land in it. So they've got like the seed of the promise, but they don't currently have the land of Canaan. Okay, so it's this isn't a case where... Esau has the land because it was gifted from, you know, Isaac to him? Um, no, uh, okay. because he didn't have the land to gift to Esau okay. to that extent. Though Esau is about to come up, and Esau gets his own entire chapter, chapter 36, which is all about his descendants, which is quite a few if you're looking at this whole chapter I'm showing you. Uh, Esau actually needs to, Jacob, after he has this experience with God again, he's going to leave. He's going to run into Esau. Esau and Jacob together have so much stuff that they need to part ways and go to separate areas because they're just taking up too much. Where have we heard that story before? Abraham and... Lot? Lot. Yeah, they had too much stuff together, so they had to part ways. It's funny just how Genesis constantly mirrors itself. So in other words, like, stories. like father, like great-grandfather? That, that is the story of Genesis. <laughs> A lot of books of the Bible have cycles that just happen over and over again. Genesis has so many different kinds, but Judges is like the same cycle on repeat. Mm. God... We've decided to go worship false gods. Don't do that. I will let you over to judgment. No, we're going to do it. Ah, judgment! This sucks. God save us. Okay. Come back out. Don't do it again. Okay. We're going to do it again. <laughs> That's literally the book of Judges beginning to end. <laughs> so books often have their motifs. Even just with that statement see, of judgments, it's just amazing that God would continue. See, even though it's called the book of Judges, I feel like the better name for it would be my children. <laughs> because they act like children, making them the same mistake or over God and over God stripes Israel, right? Or I that, mean, I guess. That's, that's just the case over and over again. I mean, we're to the point where the reader with Jacob's family is just like, uh, this feels weird even wrong to some extent that that god would have to take care of these people but god remains faithful to the promise that he made that he promised abraham this will happen i'm promising myself i will do this but ultimately he's gonna have to do it by like jesus coming as a sacrifice for our sin right i mean like that's that's no yeah. small thing within just the years that happen within the book of Genesis, we're like, we need much more help, right? Like, someone's going to have to deal with with our crap to really get us out of this. In other words, the uh, the people in the different times was like Bugs Bunny and Space Jam. Going to God and needing his help. 
Uh, we <laughs> need your help. I knew what line you were quoting. Yeah. It's just that was a very extravagant setup for. I know. It was a, a quotation. I mean, it's one of your favorites. Olivia didn't so. like it. Olivia stared at that camera. Let them know. Oh, sorry, we're at that camera now. Let them know you didn't like. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we are very much in need of something to save us from our sin. Uh, that's the we all know that in our own stories, right? But the Bible has just been like mega problem after mega problem just in the Book of Genesis alone. The flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, Jacob's family, like the chosen ones. The chosen ones are often just as much of the problem as the non-chosen as ones. the non-chosen ones. And that is a glimpse as to why when God comes to fulfill his promise, he's going to have to do a lot more than just give you the land of Canaan. He's going to have to deal with sin itself. Uh, which the Bible pictures as like a being. Romans often talks about sin as though it's a capital S. Even Genesis, uh, Cain and Abel, sin is crouching at your door. It's like a lion getting ready to pounce. It's like an entity. That's got to be dealt with if we're ever going to to move on. Um, and so, that being said, as Jacob's story comes to an end, we continue to see that it's not going to get much better for him and his family. The Joseph story is based around discord between them all. Um, but even before it ends, his oldest son, Reuben, goes and sleeps with... Uh, well, okay, so Rachel dies. Rachel was, again, uh, Jacob's favorite spouse. <laughs> not that you should have more than one, but Jacob's favorite spouse and after after uh Rachel dies Jacob's oldest son Reuben then sleeps with uh Rachel's servant why do you think that is i gave one idea last time is that um he was upset with the way in which he handled Delilah Dinah. Or Dinah. Yeah. yeah, that he that's a different story. Uh he 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 might have been upset in the way in which dad did not pay any attention to the rape of his sister, his daughter, right? Um and so he he uh might have been connected in that way because David's story has that same overlap where there's rape and then sleeping with uh a servant, a concubine and attempts to throw off the hierarchy but there might be another reason here anybody got an idea i'll just throw it out because i don't know how modern we would catch on to it if reuben sleeps with well if rachel's a favorite and now she's died that leaves her servant which is kind of on Rachel's side because anything that her servant, any children her servant has is connected to Rachel, right? Right. So if he kind of dethrones Rachel in a sense, that leaves who? Just Leah. Just his mom, right? And he's already helped mom out. He's already helped mom get lucky in the past by picking up some mandrakes for her. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it seems like Ruben's always like trying to like help mom out with like her moving up the social ladder. So wait, he's like Don't call don't call him a wingman for his mom, please. No, don't do I was it. not gonna <laughs> I was gonna think of more like a matchmaker, like assistant kind of a thing, but Okay, well yeah, sort of. I mean the match has already been made. <laughs> right. But but I guess Wingman would work. Yeah, better. Wingman probably was the word. So like the Mandrakes were an attempt at an aphrodisiac to move mom up the ladder of attention. And now it's possible that Rachel has died. Ruben is also like, look, I slept with your concubine or your servant, your concubine. She's now unclean. Or at least not connected to you solely anymore. Um, I'm usurping you in a sense. And so uh, he, and so maybe he's hoping to move his mom up the ladder again. Like now, put your attention where it belongs. Focus on my mom. You know. Anyways, this is this is the family that continues to be completely out of sync with one another. And, I don't get it. And will continue to completely be out of sync as it moves on. But Rachel did give birth to Benjamin as her final deed as she was passing away, uh, <laughs> whom. Whom she named differently. She named him what's basically son of my sorrow. <laughs> and uh, dad didn't like that very much. Nobody wants to look at their son and son of sorrow. So he changed it to son of Jamin. Ben Jamin. Which is Ben his son. Jamin is either right hand or it could be interpreted some other way. So son of my right hand. Whatever. He interpreted it to... He, he changed the name to something a little more positive because he didn't want to deal with that. Why didn't you name your son Benjamin? Benjamin, because then? then it would literally be son of Jamin. Yeah. You should have. You totally should have. Well, Missed I, opportunity. Right? I, Put in the comments below if you think Jamin <laughs> should have... Should have... Uh, That's not the focus of this episode. What it is, is now. <laughs> Because Benjamin doesn't sound as cool as Beckett or Jericho, so shut up. Leave a comment below, not about that, no, or chat with no, us in the leave Discord. A comment below, yeah. Or in the Discord, as we continue to talk about this. I, if you're looking for application, it's a little hard. We're just looking at sticky family drama, but one application might be this: you probably haven't gone out and murdered a bunch of people. I hope. Um, <laughs> How is this application? Okay, hang on. You you're, talk, you're you hope? an application murder. I'm talking about anti-murder. Thank you very much. Where I was getting is, you ever get to the point? You 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 guys are good people. Okay, so they haven't murdered anyone. If you ever just felt like, how can God love me? Probably I've done. Has murdered people. I have not. I'm good people too. Oh, okay. Hey. Have you ever got to the point where you're like, how could God love me? I'm such a sinner. I just mess things up. No. You have to admit yes. Otherwise, we don't trust you. Is it? No, you haven't been at that point either. Of you. I'm perfect. So. Okay. This analogy is not going to work out. If you're like me, not like my friends here who are so far beyond me, where you feel like, how could God love me? I'm such a schmuck. Let's all remember. I mean, I've been a schmuck before. That that God has worked with God's love at that point. Pretty miserable characters throughout the Bible. Uh, It's not justifying it. God is going to give them, in many senses, recompense. Is that the word? 
Or is that a good word? They will receive... Restoration? Eventually, but a form of judgment first. For example, think of think of uh, Hagar. You know what Hagar means literally if you translate it? Immigrant. You know what Hagar was? An immigrant? Egyptian. You know where Israel's going to end up being held captive for hundreds of years? Egypt. Egypt. Under the Egyptians. Do you think there's maybe a little bit of... <laughs> intentionality on God's part, maybe, possibly there. You know, like a, you afflicted the immigrant, you afflicted the Egyptians, now you will be afflicted by the Egyptians, and you will get a taste of some sense as to what that is like. And then God constantly throughout the Old Testament is like, remember, Israel, you were once slaves, and nobody treated you like you mattered, but I came along and I treated you like you mattered. You were not just slaves to me. But then Israel gets power and what they do, they, they afflict people all over again, immigrants or not, right? God is going to have ways of bringing back around, like you did this to other people, now you're going to, in a sense, get a taste of, of what that is like. So how does this relate to murder? Many of us feel like crap for having done many sins. But we probably haven't murdered someone. And if God has worked with people who have committed some pretty heinous things, he can work with you. That was where I was going. Oh, okay. Did I not say that earlier? No, you did not. I think you got about halfway there. <laughs> and then I got distracted by another word study. Okay. Yes. We're going to get out of here, as I meant to, 15 minutes ago. Goodbye. <laughs>